to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello again. Welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I hope you're all doing very, very well on this day after Roma get their very first victory of the season, 4-2 over Sassuolo. Andy and I obviously discussed that and their upcoming Europa League fixture against Basaksha here. But before I bring Andy on, I have to thank our wonderful patrons at Patreon. If you would like to join them and help support the podcast and our endeavors here, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press, or you can go to the support page at the top of romapress.net. So without any further ado, let me bring Andy on as he and I obviously discuss yesterday's clash against Sassuolo, the victory, the performance, all that good stuff. So let's bring Andy on now. All right, Andy, it was Roma for Sassuolo to certainly a much better display from the Gialorossi in this one as opposed to the Derby and the match against Genoa. So what was your initial takeaway from it? I saw a lot of people being very happy with how they played, especially from an attacking standpoint. I saw others saying, okay, good, they got the victory, but there's still some flaws in the team, particularly at the back. I mean, how did you feel about it? I, I think I fall into the latter category because I am very enthusiastic about what I saw uh, in that first half. I think that first half was as beautiful as they come. It's It, it was really a thing of beauty. And uh, the team showed patience. They showed creativity. Um, it, it had it all. And it, everyone delivered uh, in that first half. And then obviously um, the second half, you know, this team can stay as focused as they were in the first half for just a limited amount of time. And this <laughs> right, is, right. I mean, th- this is something you, you have to work on. And uh, Fonseca will definitely, I mean, this, this is his number one job. This is his number one priority because this team has done the same mistake uh, for the past few years, really. Um, probably in the early second Spalletti, they were mentally tougher. And then as the season got uh, uh, more difficult, they regressed. And from then onwards, I mean, uh, let's remember the, the two games against uh, Atalanta last season uh, or, or even the game against Kievo. Remember when we drew 2-2 after a first half performance when where we were up 2-0 against the relegation side and we looked as dominant as we could have looked and and it happened. So obviously it wasn't as bad yesterday. I think we still showed some qualities and overall uh, Sassuolo were dominated, but we still allowed something. And so it was a very interesting game. If I, I was I was really, as I said, enthusiastic about how fast it was and how it was just a joy to watch that first half, really. Yeah, and the interesting thing was, I mean, they scored four. From my standpoint, they easily could have scored another two. So let's start with the attack. We had, obviously, you had Jekyll starting as a number nine. Then you had Pellegrini behind him. And then on the right, you had Cliver, And then you had Mkhitaryan on the left. The one everybody's talking about, Mkhitaryan, as well as Pellegrini. I wrote something earlier today that Pellegrini plays so much better in that role Behind Jekyll. Oh, yes. Oh, we yes. Saw him yep. playing, we saw him playing deeper in the first two matches against Lazio, Genoa, alongside Cristante. 
But I think it's very clear now and very evident this is his role. And I think Fonseca is going to have a difficult decision on his hands because once everybody comes back, once you have Under at your disposal, I think, and maybe you disagree, but I think Pellegrini absolutely has to play ahead of Zaniolo. Well, uh, you know what? I think um, I think so too. And uh, just because I know Pellegrini can't do really anything else beside that role. I mean, if you watch him yesterday, that is a man of the match performance. That is something, one of the best performances of Roma player I've seen in the past year or so. Um, just because when you compare that to what Pellegrini offers you when you put him in a two-man midfield behind uh, 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 the trequartista along with uh, Cristante, he's just so ineffective. And um, and he's not good at defensive duties. He's not. That's that's not his game. You can see that yesterday with that stupid foul on on Berardi where he got a, a yellow. I thought that was totally unnecessary, and that showed that that's not what he does. That's uh, going in for tackles uh, in our half is, is not his game. His game is to uh, create some spacing, uh, 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 utilize that, the, the, the free space, um, and just basically setting the whole attack into motion um, because that's what he did yesterday. He was basically the, 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 uh, the leader of, of the attack. And um, so I think that if you compare that performance to some of his performances as a midfielder back there along with Cristante or the likes of, um, you have to. You're basically forced because he gives you so much quality up there. Um, Meanwhile, Zaniolo obviously delivers uh, on a number of occasions. He's delivered in that exact same position. But I think Zaniolo is much more flexible than Pellegrini. Um, I agree. Yeah, he it, can at it, least play on the right. Exactly. I mean, Zaniolo is is a different. Nonetheless, even though uh, that that he's good uh, up up front along with Pellegrini, like Pellegrini, I think he can do more uh, in different positions. Doesn't mean um, he'll be just as good. But if you have to sacrifice uh, a player. I would rather sacrifice Zaniolo moving him to another position than Pellegrini after what I've seen yesterday. So let's talk about Mkhitaryan as well. I just have to say, he he has everything that Roma as a team, I think, sometimes lacks. Uh, a technical quality, a technical ability, maturity. He is so composed in attack. And the thing that I just I was raving about yesterday was his intelligence. He is such an intelligent player. I think he can be absolutely a huge asset for Roma and Fonseca. And you just mentioned versatility. I mean, he showed the ability. He's fine playing out on the wing with Kolodov overlapping him. I thought they did very well together. He likes to cut inside centrally. I thought that was perfect, his maneuvers and his movement yesterday. I, I, I have to say, I, I, I fell in love with him yesterday. I, I loved everything he did. I, I agree with you, and I really hope uh, this will happen more often. I mean, I hope that you know that uh, this being a debut will will motivate him to to keep delivering these performances. Because, as you said, I I, I saw uh, 
a, a great great communication with Kolarov. It seemed like the two of them had been playing with each other for like five years. Um, yeah, I agree. Great understanding, uh, understanding with Jeko. I mean, it, it seemed like you know, like he w- had been a starter for quite quite some time with us, and that that's just because you brought in a, an experienced player um, with with tremendous qualities. And I, I think I think the, the he played a good game. I think he can play even better. Um, the goal of his just shows how how much quality and and how confident he is when he sees uh, uh, the net. Um, and all in all, I, I I was also surprised by how willing he was to uh, get back uh, on defense. You know, that's you you want that. Um, I'll give you an example of a player that, despite the qualities, doesn't do that. Um, although he could, uh, Javier Pastore, um, which you know I, I I don't agree with the booing that he received yesterday. But but that's that's a profile of a player who who's got quality, who's got experience, and yet he refuses to do that on a regular basis. So I hope that Mkhitaryan um, can really work on that wing along with Kolarov because Kolarov needs it. And yeah, I think, I mean, listen, the if I have to give a, a grade to every part of the team, I'll give the attack for yesterday an 8.5 or even a 9. Um, because everybody performed Jekyll despite missing chances. Uh, you know what? I, I liked him because uh, he never stopped running. He always cared about the game. <laughs> so that's something I, I will always uh, appreciate from Jekyll. Um, and then also, and then also Clivert. I mean, Clivert, you know, uh, he has that, 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 that one thing, that one flaw that he never looks up. Similar to Under, but Under is actually trying to work on that. Clivert is very stubborn about that part of the game. Um, but yesterday, he, he did well. He he did not... He was not as reckless as we expect him to be. Um, and I think, uh, overall, that was a good game from him. I thought Cliver was very good. Again, he's very young. There are some things to be expected with a young player. He's going to make mistakes. I think we have to be patient, though. I do think he should have showed more uh, more growth in the time that he's been at Roma. I want to talk about Jekyll real quick because I, I tweeted out, I couldn't stop raving over that headed down ball that he gave to Pellegrini right. and then the pass that right. Pellegrini gave to Mkhitaryan on the goal. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. You and I were both very harsh, I think, on Jekyll last season, and I think Rightfully so. He well, didn't yeah, look motivated. Do, do you think that was simply a case of, hey, look, his contract is coming up. He doesn't like the uncertainty. He was pouting a bit as to how the season was going. His agent said that in an interview a week or two ago that the season really affected him from a mental standpoint. Do you think last season was just a one-off for him? Because so far, three matches in, he looks like a player who is completely reborn. Work rate looks way up. He looks way more involved. Um, he looks just happier, right? Yeah, you know, I, 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 I've always said this. I think Dzeko, uh underperforms when there is a lot of talk around him. I mean, we all remember his first year at Roma, um, where mm, he great point. He came in as this big signing. Uh, let's remember the the. The, the all the fans uh, uh, that 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 welcomed him in it, it was crazy the atmosphere was crazy we were bringing Edin Dzeko um 
and and what happened he had a terrible year and it wasn't just that he was he wasn't scoring enough it was that he just wasn't into it i mean we all remember that that uh, uh, that shot on goal against palermo uh, if i'm not mistaken <laughs> you know it was where where mike uh, mike looked Mike-on. like he saw a ghost <laughs> when when Jekyll missed it with his left foot it was yeah that, you're and, right and you see and that that is not and that's the same player that then a year uh, two years later went uh, to stanford bridge and pumped chelsea with two beautiful goals um and looked like a fucking king and so he can do that but he can be very fragile mentally when there is a lot of talk around him is he up to this is he up to that is he still focused on the team um is inter interested in him and so i think last year with the with di francesco just not being able to get through those players with uh strotman departing uh as the season already had begun that that certainly was a blow uh for jeco who i think was great uh friends with uh, strotman it, it seemed like he was just refusing to be a part of this team and now um, yesterday, even I thought I, I liked the the post game interview with Fonseca uh, and also Jeco because both said Fonseca said that he had been talking with Jeco uh, all along. Um, they 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 sort of shared uh, their, their their objectives for the for the season. They and they expressed expressed mutual belief in each other. Jeco also said in the interview that he is one hundred percent behind the coach and that the whole team is 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 willing to 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 learn and 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 uh, you know to accept the ideas of the coach. Um, I think I think that's probably the biggest factor. You bring in a new coach who is willing to work on you, is willing to make you the focal point of the attack, knows that you're coming off a rough year, but fully believes in you. And and there you go. I mean, three games in, um, in the derby, he struggled a bit, but I, I, I can't say that he hasn't been in those games. I think he's, he's right now he's laser focused and, and very well motivated. As we said at the top, Sassuolo had opportunities. I, I would have hoped to see Roma perhaps make larger strides in this department, but they were certainly better than they were against Lazio. To what degree, I don't know. But what do you make of this Fazio-Mancini partnership? I, I Listen, Smalling got the injury. We know he was held out for precautionary reasons. How do you think Roma Fonseca move forward? Do you think this is the right duo for the remainder of the season? Or I should not for the remainder of the season, but do you think this is the first choice duo? Or do you think Smalling has to step in for one of these two? And if so, who? I, I'm assuming you're going to say Fazio. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I mean, my first answer is hell no. They. Uh, if this partnership can work uh, only in in a limited set of matches, um, this partnership cannot be a long-term partnership because um, I think Fazio yesterday did well, but he you can see him struggle with pace. And I think I, I'll get to that point later on with the whole team um, because... Uh, I just, I just don't, I just don't trust this defense enough, and I can accept that this partnership against Sassuolo, um, I can accept it against uh, 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 Austrian sheep herders, uh, <laughs> but, 
but but I can I cannot see this uh, this partnership work in a, in a more difficult setting, say against Juve or Napoli. Um, so no, I I I think yesterday they did well. I think Mancini also is not as bad as people make him out to be. I think um, he's very young. He has a lot to learn because I think he is that kind of player who, as my man Fat Totti said, is prone to making you know too too violent uh, um, mistakes. You know, uh, too aggressive at times. He can be that player. I think he has that quality about him that. Um, he can just be too much at times, and and uh, but but I see but I I see him uh, uh, growing. Definitely, there has been growth uh, since he came on at the sixty fifth minute. Um, I think against Genoa. So there is that. But if you ask me what the what the uh, starting partnership should be, I'll, I'll say Smalling and and Mancini. Uh, no question about that. What did you make of Florenzi yesterday? I didn't think he was. Uh bad um he certainly played far more withdrawn than what we've seen in previous matches if you look at his average position uh, far behind that of Kolodov on the left so Roma were clearly trying to attack the right. left side of Sassuolo shout out to AS Roma data for those uh, positions yes really. yeah and also SofaScore anybody who doesn't have that app um I, I highly recommend it but I thought Florenzi did okay I saw a lot of people um Interestingly enough, discussing Paulo Lopez, they thought he should have done better on one of the two goals, I guess. I didn't think he was that bad, but I saw a lot of chatter about how unimpressed several people were with him. Uh, maybe it's just me. I, I don't really think any of the goals he's conceded this uh, this season so far have really been able to be saved. No, I I, I mean I, I agree with you. I think I think <laughs> I think really in all honesty, um, the goals that we we conceded so far uh, mostly are because of uh, the team just not doing enough on them and not the goalkeeper uh, being bad. I actually thought Paul Lopez was good, although sometimes his his distribution was off. But he was good under pressure. He was also one who contributed to our, uh, shall we say, offensive uh, uh, game yesterday. He, I mean, he definitely has the characteristics of a goalkeeper who likes to dictate the tempo. He, he wants the attack to get going. He is part of the team. He's not just the, a goalkeeper who... Uh, will come in when uh, we are suffering and will make stops and and you know and saves. Um, he ha- he is that kind of player, and, and a number of of times I I saw him actually launch the ball, not waiting around, launch the ball with his hands toward Kolarov, knowing full well that Kolarov is is just a freight train when he wants to be, and um, so he is that kind of player. So I I I didn't think that he was bad yesterday. Maybe I'm missing something. Um, I, to, as to Florenzi, uh, definitely one of his most conservative games. Like I don't recall him ever being really a, a presence on that right wing. Besides right. making some some interesting, you know, defensive plays, um, maybe it's because the were the opponent wasn't really uh, that threatening on that side. Yeah, I thought so too. And before we go here, we obviously got the Europa League for Roma. Uh, later in the week on Thursday, they play Bishak uh, Shahir. What do you think for this one? I was curious because I, I wanted to see how Fonseca was going to handle 
the team. I was very surprised he left Dzeko out there as long as he did. I thought Kolodov too. I mean, the match was done and dusted. I thought he should have been off at the 50th minute, just like Dzeko. So do you expect a bunch of heavy rotation from him? Maybe Kalinic in um, at the back. I don't know if Smalling will be ready. I'm sure we'll hear from Fonseca on Wednesday in regards to that. But you would assume he could start. Um, maybe uh, Davide Santon comes into the fold. Are you expecting heavy rotation? Uh, yes, I do. But this is just something I, I, I feel like. So I, I do believe that if you put Kalinic in, he, he's still going to show something because just because he wants to give a, a right impression, right first impression. Um, but for example, I expect to see Spinazzola uh, after, you know, after being playing yesterday, I expect him to start next game. Um, maybe instead of Florenzi, because I don't think, uh, again, Kolarov, just to, to, it seems like Kolarov and Jek are those guys that will really rarely step off the pitch. Um, but that's just my opinion. I also think that if Smalling is ready to go, get, put him on now um, and, and see what happens. Um, and also I want to add, because we skipped this, uh, just how important uh, Vertu was, and I hope he he gets another oh, chance. Oh, yes, good call. Yeah, we uh, totally jumped over that. I thought he was great. I thought he was absolutely sensational. And finally, I think Roma have found somebody that's the closest they've gotten to the work rate of uh, Nangolan since the Belgian left. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely uh, I definitely see that in him. Um, I mean, the, the Clivert's goal yesterday was... Uh, started from from a, a move by by Vertu to close You're out right. to close yep. out the opponent that was uh, trying to to get at get back at us after Mkhitaryan lost the ball um, and he just launched the ball forward to Pellegrini and then we all know what happened so that if he can guarantee that's you see that's the kind of movement that a guy like Pellegrini does not do um, and you cannot ask him to do that because he's just not up to it and and Vertu is more than willing to to uh, to do it. And he's got a lot of quality, good footwork. Um, and then again, uh, you know, we don't talk about him. And he goes always under the shadows or, you know, gets critiqued a, a, a lot of the time. But uh, you might dislike his the looks of his game. But Cristante um, is definitely, again, one of the important players for, for Fonseca. And he said it himself. He said it from the start in the preseason that Cristante is the one who adopted his ideas best. Cristante is also, I think, one of the, high, the highest uh, in terms of um, of kilometers ran. Uh, You're right. Uh, I think he actually leads the team. I might be wrong, but I looked he, at that. He leads the team. He's just he's third in, in, uh, in the league. He ha- has incredible work rate despite what people might say about him and he's always a threat offensively so i i don't see cristante um allowing that much space to say diawara um so far but you know you never know because after all cristante has played a bunch of games right now so uh, maybe diawara gets thrown into the mix against besakshir but uh, the, the the important point is to i want to make is that you know cristante despite e- everything um deserves a lot of praise for yesterday thought he was great work rate uh for both of them cristante vertu very very high so i was glad to see that pair working as you just said i i'm curious 
where or how Diawara fits into that puzzle. Certainly, I would like to see him playing in the Europa League. But I, I, I guess it all depends on how Fonseca decides to handle this team. So we mentioned Kalinic. Uh, for me, Spinazzola, I don't want to see him on the right. I want to see him on the left, his preferred role. As he said, maybe bring Santon, play him on the right. But we've heard them say the entire preseason, we've heard them talk about the Europa League, I think in a way that is a bit different than previous teams. They, It, it seems like now... Once we get into the competition, it could obviously change. But do you actually believe they will take it serious? Because we've seen teams in the past, they blow it off. Um, we heard from Eusebio Di Francesco, oh, I, I, I want the Coppa Italia. And then, I, you know, they go out against Torino in embarrassing fashion. You know, it, there comes a point where, where you just have to. And... Um, I think when you bring in certain players, uh, you also have to. Um, you bring in Mkhitaryan, who's 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 won a bunch of trophies. Um, uh, you bring in uh, Smalling, who's brought who's won a Europa League. Um, you're sending a message that way. You know, you're not saying we are tanking guys. We're the Miami Dolphins of of the Serie A. Um, <laughs> We are, we are, we are actually, we actually want to do something uh, here by bringing in these experienced players who definitely have uh, a, a certain drive and uh, uh, definitely want to prove something to themselves, to the fans. Mkhitaryan um, has said it uh, officially <laughs> on record uh, at the press conference that you know he was. He came over because he believed the objectives that were uh, established by the board were reachable, that Roma could do it, that he could help achieve uh, those objectives. And that would be, you know, trying to make make it to the Europa League final. Uh, if that, if trying to make it to the Europa League final is not contending for it, then I don't know what it is. So um, I'm pretty sure they have to. And because because this the Roma's image uh, last year got tarnished, uh, despite yes, you know we we did okay in the Champions League. We could have done much better, I think, after uh, the miracle of, of against Barcelona. Um, but overall, we, we we did terrible, and and Roma cannot, you know, we cannot just sit here and say, oh please, let's get to fourth place. Roma fans uh, and. More importantly, Roma players, Roma board need to aim for big things. So, and Fonseca, to be honest, doesn't seem like the type who shies away from challenges. So, I'll say yes. I think they have their mindset on on doing well in this competition. And I would truly be shocked if I would see a team uh, against Besakshir who is just walking around because I think this team, these players, uh, also on an individual level, have a lot to prove. I think so too. I would be shocked if Fonseca decided to punt this competition. Roma can't afford it. I don't think their image can afford it as well. So I would be very surprised if they decided just to pack it in and not really take it serious. So real quick, before they, before we go, do you think they win on Thursday? Um, <laughs> yes. Playing at yes. home, playing at home to begin the group. I, I will home. say, I will say yes. I will say they they will win. I don't know if it will be a comfortable win. I I think in these competitions, you always have to be on the watch. They definitely cannot play a second half like that. Um, so hopefully they work on 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 that aspect. I, I'm I'm pretty sure Fonseca knows it because he pointed out that we cannot do 
keep making these same mistakes that there is uh, there was some improvement defensively but we need to do better yeah i agree i couldn't have said it better myself i i do think they win i don't know if it will be comfortable but the thing the thing i have always maintained is i don't care if it is in a cup competition i don't care if it's in the europa league i i, I don't care if it's in the league and against the bottom of the barrel teams for me the thing that always distinguishes juve and in a side like roma it doesn't matter to Juve. They just win. And I think winning above all cures just about everything. We always talk about this Roma syndrome, uh, the poor mentality. You, 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 you rid yourself of that by winning. I don't care who it's against. We joke about Austrian farmers. I don't care if it's against Austrian farmers. I just want to see Roma win. So if they, if they punt this competition, I will be very, very, very right. angry and disappointed because I don't think this is a club that can afford to be throwing away matches and not taking anything serious and and not afford to win i i just want them to win i don't care what it is so hopefully <laughs> yeah hopefully they take it serious and and uh just real quick before we go um i'll say something outrageous and i you know anybody can call me out on this i i welcome all the critique i can get and uh, i i, I <laughs> oh, just boy. I, I just i just was um i was watching this team and i was thinking at least in that first half, because really, I mean, that first half, I think, was what Fonseca wants us to look like. I was thinking what this reminds me of. And um, it reminded me that the outline of the model of the ideal team that I think Fonseca would like to build um, is something like Klopp's Liverpool. Uh and the way that this team yesterday clearly wants to go forward. And if when they go forward and when they press up high and they they dominate up front, they're very strong. And also this team does nev- never wants to put itself into a position where they have to defend. I think Fonseca hates defending and would like to do something similar to what clubs Liverpool does, that they dominate games. But as soon as they lose the ball, they never accept going back. They never accept sitting back on defense and absorbing the attack of an enemy. No, they go straight at the ball and try to rid the, the opponent of the ball as soon as uh, the opponent even touches the ball so um this is what it reminded me of because in that first half roma when they had the chance to go forward they loved it you could see them just going for it and as soon as they lost the ball they did not look comfortable um and in that first half they tried to get that ball back as uh, as quickly as possible they were very aggressive and they pressed the, just the right amount and and fonseca really stressed this pressing and so it reminds me of 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 klopp's uh, uh, teams and their work rate because also klopp just stresses the importance of pressing up but high never accepting you know bus parking and and letting the opponent get as many chances as they can yeah, that's a good shout. And I also want to give a mention to Lorenzo Pellegrini on his pressing game. Um, just check out his heat map from yesterday. You can find it on SofaScore or WhoScored.com. Um, he was the one leading all of the pressing from Roma's standpoint. And his work rate, again, we talked about Veritu, we talked about Cristante, we mentioned uh, Pellegrini's three assists. But I also want to mention his work rate with the pressing and off the ball was really, really good. Again, look at his heat map. Yep. Um, he, he did phenomenal work absolutely phenomenal so we will be back later in the week after the europa league match to preview the upcoming clash against bologna in the league at the weekend so keep our fingers crossed for the europa league again hopefully roma take it serious so we will see you later in the week and until next time ciao